Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. We're going to focus on the city of Lahaina, on the beautiful island of Maui. Probably many of you who are listening have been there to Lahaina. You love that city for a lot of reasons. It's incredible beauty. Uh, but this has been a, a place of great pain and great suffering in recent days. So we're going to go talk to some people from the island who can bring us up to speed. One of the great privileges I have had is preaching at King's Cathedral on the island. I think on two different occasions, Pastor James Morocco is known really all over the earth because I don't know how many satellite campuses he has. Most of any church I've ever heard about. I think he may have maybe 400. Shannon can help me in a moment on that one. Maybe 400 satellite campuses. I'm not sure what the number is. We'll have her correct me on that one. I remember when it crossed 250 some time ago. And so he's having a worldwide impact. We were just with him a few days ago, a few weeks ago in Washington, D.C. at Christians United for Israel, where he's one of the major players there as well. And so we're going to go to his daughter-in-law, who's one of the pastors on staff there of the church, Pastor Shannon Morocco, because that church has moved into action very quickly, strategically located. It's not only a large and influential church, but it's, it's located uh, not that far from Lahaina. It's in Kahului, but it's actually a short drive. I don't know, 40 minutes or whatever it is. She can tell us on that as well. And they have campuses. They have a campus church there. And we're going to also hear from the campus pastors who were there who had to flee that city. And I believe they lost their own house. We'll find that out in just a moment. But let's go first to Shannon for a report. Shannon, Morocco, with all you have got going, all the pressures that are on you, I, I can't tell you how appreciative I am you're taking the time to be with us and, and to kind of help us understand what's being faced. And in a newsletter I put out this morning, I said, we're going to have some good news. And by good news, what you've shared with me privately in terms of the ministry you're having there, that is quite significant. So Shannon, welcome to the World Prayer Network. Share with us about Lahaina. Thank you so much for having us on and thank you for praying. I mean, that is the most important thing right now that we need is the world's prayers and those standing with us. Um, so much has happened. Uh, you know, the night of the fire, uh, we got a call that there was a bus of tourist uh, visitors that couldn't get back to Lahaina. And we made the call and opened up our, our church as a place to sleep and a shelter. We grabbed pews from the sanctuary and we did whatever we could. And then from that moment, we sprung into action on all levels, becoming a full-fledged shelter, offering meals morning, noon, and night, uh, becoming a distribution center, as well as a place where people could come for everything from clothes and toiletries and baby products. So many had lost everything, burnt to the ground, um, but not only the physical needs, but the spiritual needs. You know, we were there to love and to pray and to encourage and it's just the, really the beginning. We were able to send out many, like our pastors here, that are out to the people in Lahaina uh, that are hurting so much that they lost power. They lost um, um, cell service. So they had nothing. Um, even water wasn't okay to drink. So we send caravans out there to help and assist those families that were in such great need. And so we're just grateful, though, for the generosity and the love from all over the world. We've had people reach out to us and give and donate and we're overwhelmed by the love and the aloha that's been shown in this last week. Uh, let's start there with how we can donate. Um, I, I was in communication with your father-in-law on that one. But can you tell them how people who are on the World Prayer Network call right now 
can go online yeah. and donate? Absolutely. You can go to kingscathedral.com and that right on the top, it says Maui Relief Fund. And if you feel led to give and so into what we're doing, we'll share in a little bit some of the things we're moving forward with. Not only are we meeting the immediate needs, but we're here for the long haul. And, you know, our church has been here under the, the senior leadership of my in-laws, Dr. Morocco and Pastor Colleen, for 43 years. And we're not going anywhere. And our heart is to, to be here and be Christ's hands and feet, you know, extended to the people. And even my husband said the other night as he preached on last, last Sunday night, he said, we're a church that intercedes and intervenes. And I love that because we're a church that prays and we're a church that is a church of action. And so they can give to that Maui Relief Fund and um, we have some great plans ahead of us to what we're doing. Uh, so it's Kings, that's with an S on the end, folks, kingscathedral.com. And then you'll see Maui Relief Fund. So thank you for your generosity in advance and for going there and beginning to give Kings Cathedral. I help spread the word to other people. Write that down and help communicate with other people, your friends who may not be on this call, so they can make a, a donation immediately to, to this cause. Would you describe for me, Shannon, uh, some of what you're doing in the very, literally not the potential housing uh, in the crisis that's there in Lahaina? Tell us about that. Yes. Well, you know, thousands lost their home. I think it was over 2,200 buildings or homes that were lost. Many are packed in like sardines with other family members. Um, some right now are being temporarily housed in some hotels. We were able to transition out of our church into hotels, but that's temporary. So we immediately started praying and saying, God, how can we um, be a solution to this, this big problem? And we, a few years ago, purchased 10 acres across the highway from our church in Maui. And my husband and Dr. Morocco have been praying, Lord, you know, what's the future? And they have vision, but you know what? It stirred in their heart to say, you know, we need to jump into action. And so we, yesterday we broke ground on that 10 acres and we're going to move forward in doing singular modular homes um, out of a company in Hungary that is shipping, flying them as we speak. Um, and they're, they're, they're pop-up homes that you can add kitchens and bathrooms to. Um, NATO uses them. I mean, it's quite remarkable what they've been used for and they're great quality. I mean, and we're, we're excavating right now as we speak. The first phase is supposed to be moving forward, I think 30 plus homes by September. Our goal is 150 to 200 homes. And, you know, just to be a, a place, a safe haven for these so many that just have lost everything in a place that they can call home while they're building their homes, while they're rebuilding their lives. That, that, is, that is astounding. And you, you, you and I were talking, uh, I think a day or so ago, these unfoldable, I went online and read about them. I've heard of tiny houses and I'm familiar with that. And I've interviewed people about that. But these are actually foldable. They literally unfold. And these are quite durable, which is amazing. Not yes. like a tent or something. This actually, now are these, seen as a temporary city until they rebuild over the next year or two on, on yeah. the house viewed? Yes, I mean, we've, um, we are partnering with Family Life Center. And so if you want to check them at out flcmaui.org, they're our social service arm of our church that have been around for 40 plus years that have helped homelessness and helped those that have been in need. And so we're partnering with them. And, um, you know, we, we're looking to the next two to three years. I mean, we have vision beyond that point for that property, but right for right now, the next two to three years, we've committed to keeping that as a place for those families while they're rebuilding. 
Did you say they're flying them right now? Yeah. When will the first ones when will the first ones arrive? It's supposed to be, I think, this week, I heard, you know, obviously working through. So if you can pray, you know, we're working through government, local government, international government. Um, we have President Biden flying flying in on Monday. So we're just praying for favor. We need favor to move things forward. Um, but already the miracles after miracles, people have donated ACs, people have donated um, solar. So I think what when I was told that this project could almost be off grid um, because of the donations that are coming in. But the, the amount that is needed is millions to do this project. You know, my husband wants to create a garden and wants to create a space, a playground, you know, something for the kids. So it's a big vision that we're undertaking, but we believe that with God, all things are possible. And we're, we want Jesus to shine through this. This is down on that upper number you mentioned. Uh, that, that would be that would be meeting 10% of the needs. Uh, you'd mean a tithe of the needs of that of that community, which is means we need a lot more. But th this you would set the stage in such a way that it'd be interesting. There's a lot of land around Haina that's not used that could be developed if, if the government cooperated with you quickly. And uh, there, there could be an immediate housing effect so that these people don't have to live a long distance away, uh, would be able to be there relatively close while they rebuild their own homes and properties. Can you introduce the special guests we have on? They, they're in a car right now. Yes. And uh, introduce them so we can hear their story. It's a story that uh, really gets our attention as they had to run for their lives. So Absolutely. please introduce these special pastors to us. Yes, and like like you were sharing before, we're one church in over 650 locations around the oh. world. Um, wow, our visit well. 1,200 wow. by 2025. And so one, one of our campuses is right here on Maui is in Lahaina. And they'll share the story. You know, sadly, our church did burn down and, and their home. But they are such a testament. I am so um, amazed at this couple. They pastor there. They have served in every part of our church from finance department to our transformations ministry, they will step in and step up. And you know what's amazing to me is even though they lost everything, they've been serving nonstop and going back and forth between Kahului and Lahaina to bring the needed items for the people of Lahaina. And they have the biggest heart and I love them so much. So this is Pastor Callie and Pastor Shalia um, from our church in Lahaina. Aloha. Yes. Please tell us what was your experience? Where were you when the fire broke out? And give us an account of what happened and how you how you managed to escape the fire. Uh, well, we, we were at home. Uh, the last thing we heard was uh, shelter in place because the wind was real strong. So about three o'clock in the morning that Tuesday, the wind started picking up. You could feel it banging against the house. I mean, strong winds. And uh, so we just stayed in, we didn't go back to sleep. We actually stayed up from three o'clock to whenever. And then uh, at seven o'clock, the wind was so strong that it picked up our 14 foot trampoline that was staked to the ground. It picked it up in the air and carried it up to the telephone post where it was tangled in the wire. That's how strong the wind was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was just real strong winds. And uh, so we just stayed indoors and then you know, later on in that afternoon, uh, that morning, there was a fire. And when that fire broke out, they put it out quickly. And then in that same spot, the fire flared up again to, due to the wind. And then that is pretty much where it took off. So we were in the house, shelter in place. 
our neighbor JJ, thank God, he he came over. He knocked on our door. He actually banged our door. Mm -hmm. And he said, neighbor, it's time to get out of here. Uh, the fire is coming. So I stepped out of my door, looked towards my right, and I seen the fire coming down. And I, and, and I mean, the fire was like a tornado, like a twister fire coming down. Real scary, picking up branches and leaves. And it's like gaining more momentum and more, more flame. So we just ran in the house, grabbed our children, grabbed whatever little clothes we could, grabbed our dog, threw her in the car. And then we just jumped in with the traffic that were evacuating from that area. So we even had a subdivision above us and a gate that separated the two subdivisions. They had to open that gate because Lahaina Luna Road was congested. So there was no way out. So now we were stuck with one way out going towards Front Street. And uh, even that was scary because we didn't have um, no sirens. We didn't have any law enforcement. The cell service was down. There was no so power. There's no power. So power. no communication. So everybody pretty much had to uh, think for themselves. It's like fight or flight. So we, we made it down to Front Street with everybody else. I mean, there's so much details that, you know, that we're leaving out. But, you know, I mean, just, you know, coming down to that uh, Front Street, and I, I told my wife, we're going to turn right. We're going to go deeper into line to get away from the fire. She said, no, turn left. We're going to go to dad's house. Said, no, we're going to turn right. And she said, no, turn left. So she said, she was praying, Lord, please direct my our husband's steps. steps. Direct our steps. And, I, I, and said, I just yeah. turned left and the truck behind me turned right. And when that truck turned mm -hmm. right, he was like engulfed with black smoke in case. I mean, you couldn't even it see the truck. so quick. And above the roof above that building began like it caught on fire and it began falling. So I looked back and that, I mean, it, it could have been us, but you know, I thank God that I listened to my wife because mm -hmm. sometimes you think, you know, you know what's best, but praise mm -hmm. God, <laughs> we're here today. Thank our family you, is safe. You know, even though we lost our home, we lost the church, you know, all those things are replaceable. But I, I just thank God that we got away with our family. Our faith is still intact. You know, God is still good. You know, we, we witnessed the goodness of God and, you know, we'll just continue to witness the goodness of God. But for the time being, we, as Pastor Shannon said, you know, we get to be Christ's love extended to the community, yeah. letting the community know that hey, there's a church on Maui that just, in, just doesn't talk about Jesus. We, we, we walk like Jesus. We express mm -hmm. true love and good works. So we've been a blessing to the community. And it's, it's funny that people ask me, how do you guys do it? What the Bible says that those who refresh others will they themselves be refreshing. Refresh. And we're just experiencing yeah. that refreshing and you know, waking up in the morning. And I look at my wife, you know, hon, I got I got this peace and this joy. I, don't, I, I, I just don't know why. It's like just seeing people being blessed, you know, when we give them supplies and water and toiletries and just talking story and just seeing like, you know, the Aloha spirit in action. We know that God is love. So when we say Aloha Spirit, we're not talking about, yeah, any Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. We're talking about God. Yes. One true God. Amen. And people see that love. And the other amazing thing is people who never come to church are coming to church. People yes. are actually coming alongside, asking, yes. where can we serve? Right. And and just to see them in the service is just, it's just mind-blowing. You know what, what the enemy meant for evil. God is turning around for the good and we're just experiencing. I, I think this is just scratching the surface of revival. I believe Amen. revival is coming and 
there's a church on Maui ready to take in the harvest. Yeah. And God provided a, an alternate place for us to have service. We just came from service. That's why we're still driving. We, we had service today at a beautiful spot in Oluwalu. And we're so grateful. Uh, um, a friend of ours opened the door for us to have a uh, church at his, at his home. And so we're grateful for that too. And it, uh, so we thought about had about 200 people there 200 people. today. Yeah. So what we thought was going to be just a one Sunday thing, he ended up coming up at the end of service and yes. saying church is going to be here every Sunday. Yeah. So thank God. Yeah. <laughs> now, folks, you are listening to hear that you're listening to two pastors right there sitting in that car who've lost their church building, have lost their house, and are just exuding the joy of the Lord in their lives. Boy, if that doesn't convict you, it sure is touching my heart right now. How easy I can get whiny and complaining over something. And here is a couple that isn't showing any of the effects of what they have gone through. They run for their lives and literally were within potentially seconds of death and lost everything. And look at the joy of the Lord and the delight that is coming out of, out of their hearts right now in their minds. This is, you're, you're quite remarkable, folks. Kingscathedral.com. King, Kings with an S on the end. Kingscathedral.com. Maui Relief Fund. And you can help support what this incredible couple are doing. Let me take you back just a little bit. When you made the left-hand turn, now you made the case, listen, everybody, every husband needs to listen to his wife. That's not going to go over. <laughs> Thank, thanks a lot, my brother. How you could have said a lot, not said that. Yeah. <laughs> And so you, she said, turn left. And, and, and I'm trying to picture in my mind what direction you're going. We, we've been to your town. We love your city. Uh, as you were, Did you try to get out of Lahaina uh, on the road back to Kahului, back in that area? Is that the direction you were trying to move? Where, we're seeing the pictures of all these cars that are on a road that are burned. And, and an odd thing, none of the doors are open. I would think if people were fleeing from the cars, all the doors would be open, I, I would think, uh, but they're just burned on a road and no doors. Are, it looks strange to me. So give me an understanding where you were and where all those cars were. We see on a road, but all of them are burned. Yeah, so that was on Front Street, um, right at the seawall. And yeah, you're right, that is odd that they closed their doors, but they, what they had to do was they uh, had to jump out of their cars and jump over the seawall right there on Front Street. It's a popular place. People get engaged there. All kinds of good things happen at that seawall. But um, they had to jump over the seawall and into the ocean um, because the fire was just all the way on Front Street. And yes, we did go down Front Street, but that's the left turn we had to make. If we made that right turn, we would have been in those with those cars and we would have had to jump over the seawall as well. So that left turn was a, a, a critical thing for us. And yeah, as we looked in the rearview mirror, we could just see it getting covered um, with smoke and just black. And it was awful. Um, so just to orientate me, were you this is a small trivia thing, but were you attempting to get on the road that gets out of town? Yes. Mean? So yes, Front Street goes all the way to, it's called Puamana. And then you make a turn there, a little left turn there, and then you can turn right onto the main highway 
headed towards Kahului or the central area. And that's where you yeah. were trying to get? That's where we were trying to get, yeah. The population of your town is around 13,000? Yes. And so far they have the remains of about 100, is that correct? Yeah. Yes, and there's about 10% of the population missing. There's about 1,300 people still missing. Uh, that's that's what I had heard. That, that, that's pretty hard to take. Yeah. Uh, let's just pause for prayer. Right? Rosemary leading prayer right now, hearing that news. Father God, we just thank you for pouring out your great compassion upon your precious people. This is the Jerusalem of Hawaii. This is the, the holy capital where Christianity also was birthed and, and extended throughout all the islands so that the Hawaiian islands were Christian, a Christian nation, Father. And we know that you're the God of restoration and resurrection. And God, just as you raised up Israel out of the Holocaust, um, in 1945 and restored her as, as a nation. So we call forth your miracle power upon the people to rise from these ashes. Yes. We say these dry bones shall live in Jesus' name, Father, that you will do a resurrection miracle on behalf of your precious people in the precious land of Hawaii, which you so love. We thank you, Father, for comforting them. We thank you for many signs and wonders and we command angelic hosts to be released right now to minister supernaturally to the people there, Father. We thank you for each and every one, God, and we know that you can only provide the comfort to help um, them and us through this horrific trial and test. In Yeshua's name, amen. When Rosemary referred to the Christian roots, so when we were last in Lahaina, we met a couple named Steve and Diana Walton. He's a chiropractor. In fact, maybe she is too. I'm not, I'm not, I can't recall for sure. But they, oh, you have the books. Oh, good. I know you have hold those up there. Well, so when we went there last year, all of a sudden my back went out. It was really strange. And I said, I don't know what happened, but I think I need a chiropractor. And we found this one chiropractor open on and and he was, his office was on, on Front Street right there. And he was, had been a missionary and he documented the whole Christian history of the Hawaiian islands in four precious booklets. And he was sharing with us, because we were pastors, how significant Lahaina was and the Hawaiian islands to Christianity, not only in the United States of America, but worldwide and especially through the entire Pacific Islands. But we were able to purchase his set of books and read them while we stayed there. And I said, this is the reason, you know, God, I thought my back went out, but, but the reason we went there was to understand what God's heart, especially for Maui, especially for Lahaina and Hawaiian islands, and to begin to pray for a return to the, to the faith of their fathers. That was so richly and powerfully established um, in the 1800s. And so it, there was three books. Yeah, so the first I mean, one, four books. The first one's called Obukaya, so the first Hawaiian Christian. That's volume one. And the second one, Bartimaeus, Hawaiians, uh, it says pattern saint, patron saint. 
and that's volume two. Volume three is Awakening. Uh, that's a Christian nation. And then Morning Star, that's Hawaii Reaches Out, volume four. They're quite amazing reading about Hawaii's incredible Christian history. We were trying to contact Dr. Steve Walton, but his phone just has a busy signal. So we don't know if he where he is right now, he and his precious wife, but um, it's a wonderful person there who we got to be good friends with. And Let's go back uh, just to you. I'm so glad for you as pastors coming on. I'll be sensitive to your time because you have so many things you need to be caring about other people right now. So we'll let you go in a moment here. What, what things do you want to convey to us? There's an intercession network, and this, will, this link will be sent out to a lot of people uh, tomorrow, if I can, or the next day. And what things more do we need to communicate in terms of the need that you have right, in that, right there in Lahaina right now? Uh, well, I'll share real quick, and then if uh, Pastor Cowie, you guys want to share as well. Um, Please pray again for the families that are hurting. There's so much trauma and so much hurt. We understand this is going to take some time to heal. And as a church, we really want to be sensitive to the needs and meet the needs and, and be there for them through this journey of healing and in restoration. Um, please pray for not only the church leadership, we pray every day for the gift of faith and leadership and strategy and wisdom in every decision that we make, you know, we're still have a church and a school and everything we're doing and now all everything we're doing. And so we just need a fresh strength and a grace, um, to, to run this race, just as you see with pastor Cowie and Minister Jalia, there, there is a grace God's given us, but we're going to continue to pray for that. Pray for our governmental leaders. There's a lot of stirring up right now. Um, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration. And we're praying peace over our island. And um, just to let you know, I don't know if I shared this with you, Pastor Jim, but uh, in July, the Lord spoke to my husband to do prayer walk Maui, which is walk the whole island of Maui. And we started that Monday before the Tuesday fires. And it, when that all happened, everyone's like, are you going to keep doing the prayer walk? And my husband said, the Lord has called me to do this. And this is what I'm praying for the people. And so we, it's the seventh through the 27th. And he's walked almost nine miles every four days a week around the Island. And we're finishing up our last week this week. So just pray for us. And, and the last section is Lahaina that we'll be walking and praying over. And so we're just believing for great revival for our people. To the to the World Prayer Network family, a, a perspective on the intensity of the damage and and the load they have to carry. Uh, we had a fire here in San Diego back 2003 when lost 2,800 homes, but there was a population of three million here, three and a half million, and lots of big churches. So there was an enormous population to move in and help all the areas that burned. And a few years later, 1,600 homes burned in 2007. This is a concentrated area where 2,200 homes burnt in a town of 13,000 that doesn't have a lot of big churches around it. King's Cathedral would be by, by far the largest on the island and, and in that area. So it's a high concentration of need. Once again, kingscathedral.com for any donation. And then if, if people want, like people who are, are and this may be too early for this, builders, or people in the medical or, or any kind of people who want to fly there to help is it too early for that is that cumbersome or could that be helpful to you 
Yes, right now, as much as we're so grateful for all the help that's coming in, it, we can't get into the site. They've closed it completely off because obviously they're still going through it. It's they say it's toxic. They're, you know, so it is going to be, I believe, some time before we can get back in. But when that time comes and when we can go back in, we'll call in the reinforcements. We'll let people know that they can come because many have asked that, and we will. We are so open for it. It's just right now there's not really access to it, it, help in those areas, but there is is help for the people and you know your gift your monetary gift is, is so appreciative because that's going to go the long haul and uh shalia and kawi what do you want to add to what's been said you can unmute it yeah oh. go ahead exactly what uh pastor shannon said you know it's just lots of prayer lots of healing some people are upset because um the government is coming in way too fast and not giving them time to process, uh, time to breathe and time to grieve. And, you know, they're just moving too quickly for them. So just, you know, just prayer for peace, you know, hearts to be mended, you know, and just, uh, just pray of our government that even the way they approach things, like they would approach it like in a respectful manner because Lina is real community-based and, you know, when people's tragedy happens like this, everybody, comes together and the purpose is like to rebuild but to rebuild Lahaina in the way the people want Lahaina to be rebuilt not the way the government decides how it should be uh, so yeah. yeah that's a credit we're going to talk about that a little bit later with some other people but uh we we he is he's outlined quite a prayer request there yeah the government can be a wonderful friend in these moments yeah, yeah. a lot of good or sometimes the government can be the enemy uh, so we got to pray. We got to pray for protection over the people of Lahaina. Yeah. They have a they have a government that functions the way God ordained government to function. That's yeah, the yeah. focus of our prayer. Anything more from you? I want to be very sensitive to the fact that a lot of people need your time and attention right now. Uh, just for yeah, God to restore the hope in the people that that we will rebuild the community and and that. They will be comforted knowing that they're not alone in this, that there are so many that um, that are willing to help and able to help. And and so just that they would be comforted in that and that their hope would be restored. Yeah. Please pray. I'm going to pray for you. Anything, Rosemary Moore, but I'm going to pray for them now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't say enough thank you with the pressures you're under. I, I'm just so immensely grateful. So, Father, I, I lift up right now, Pastor uh, Kawi, lift up Shalia. Uh, Lord, I ask you, I just ask for a miracle. We ask for some big stuff, but you're a big God. You parted the Red Seas. I ask for uh, you to prepare a pathway for their home to be rebuilt soon, quickly, very, very quickly. Lord, we're, we're, we're asking for just miracles to come together, clearance, approval by government for this need to be met. I know they're busy ministering to others, but Lord, they can do it better if they if they have some of these things moving forward in their own personal lives. They're not they're selfless. They're not thinking of themselves. So, Lord, let us become their defenders and their armor bearers and their arm lifters in this in in this battle. So we do pray a truly Isaiah forty moment for them to raise up those valleys and bring down the mountains and prepare a highway uh, for them to see the reconstruction of their home and of their church so they can continue to minister to that very wounded 
deeply hurt community. Thank you for sparing their lives. Give them supernatural wisdom on how to minister to families who don't even, can't even find the remains of their loved ones. Lord Jesus, this breaks our heart, the pain of the loss of not only all their earthly possessions, but maybe sons and daughters or grandparents or parents and not knowing where to look. Lord, we just ask for miraculous supernatural intervention. Uh, may the stories flow where Holy Spirit supernaturally given knowledge directed even those involved in this project of where to look, where to find the remains so they can be properly honored and cared for in a way that uh, is simply respectful to those who have lost their lives and, and would be able to be some blessing to those who remain behind. Lord, I thank you for Pastor Shannon, for the insights she has, for her her skill and anointing as a pastor and her preaching abilities that I'm aware of, and her husband, Pastor Josh, and her father-in-law, Pastor James, and her, and her mother-in-law. This couple have given 43 years uh, to that island and have touched, frankly, from that island, they touched the rest of the world. Uh, bless Pastor James as he's speaking right now in, in uh, the Philippines. Be with my brother in this moment. But on, on this moment, thank you to Shannon, Lord. Just bless her. Would you would you supernaturally make up the time that she's given to us and cause the effectiveness of her time with others in need would just be amplified somehow miraculously? You, you can make the sun stop so you have control over time, cause her time to be extended in a way that's impactful many times above what it could have been and because of her giving of herself to us at this moment. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Anything. Amen. Anything, Rosemary, from you? Anything from Shannon, Kawi, uh, or Shalia? You want to share as a final thought? Thank you so much. We're just so thankful for all your prayers and your love. We feel we feel it. Just so you know, the Ma people from Maui, we feel it. I, I'm sure you guys could say the same, right, Minister Shalia and Pastor Kawi? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome you. to stay on. At the same time, I recognize you have other things to do. There's going to be people just. As the rest of the program goes on, there's going to be people praying for you, even though you probably need to slip away and care for other matters. We love you, and uh, we just bless you, and you have blessed us today. Thank you so much. God bless you. Love you guys. God bless. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep up to date with our latest episodes. Leave us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.